Welcome to Clear the Clutter. My name is Margaret, and this podcast is where I give you practical and spiritual advice to get your time back so you can finally spend it how you really want. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode. So today we're going to talk about how to stop sabotaging your own success. So what do I mean by that? Well, all of us do this. We're all human. So I don't want you to think that like I am magically imperfect and I don't do any of this, but I will go ahead and start getting the ball rolling on something like this podcast, for example. And I started to get momentum and then I freaked out and I didn't have a plan in place and it was on my quote unquote edge. So I sabotaged it. Now, Obviously, in this podcast episode, um, I have tons of examples for you to, you know, go through and listen and see how it relates to in your own life. Now, if this is your first time listening to me, this is episode number 39, which I'm super excited because we're almost at that magical 50. Um, Make sure you go back and listen to some of the previous episodes because I always like to have my teachings be timeless. And what that means in my world is that everything just builds on each other. So this podcast is building on all of the previous ones. Um, And then depending on what example actually speaks to you, there's probably a whole podcast episode dedicated on that example or around that principle in that example. So just make sure you go back into the archives. So with that being said, let's talk about stopping and stop sabotaging your own success with let's use weight. For example, I've been talking in the last couple episodes how um, I'm trying to change some bad habits around food and about my weight um, so that I can go back to a healthier weight and a healthier lifestyle. So one thing, and again, I'm not judging on anyone, but one thing that regardless of what are, what I've done in the past, whether I was keto, paleo, before those were even a thing, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free, um, at one point I couldn't even eat nightshades, then I went completely the opposite way, or I was eating traditional Puerto Rican food and rice on rice on rice, so it didn't matter how I was eating. The one thing that I noticed that my body functioned really well and I was able to maintain a healthy body, which to me meant... I didn't have crazy bloat. My face wasn't really puffy. puffy. I wasn't retaining water, um, things like that. Like I felt good. I could sleep well. Um, I maintained a healthy weight every time I logged my weight in an app. Now, I don't use that tool as a way to punish myself. I've never, ever, ever seen it as a way to punish myself. It's always been a reality check for my body to talk to me and say, hey, this is how we're responding to what you're putting inside of it. So in that example, again, I'm trying to point out, you know, the positive things of a tool that actually worked for me for helping me maintain my weight. Now, when I stopped recording my weight, um, just because I lost the habit or I didn't feel I needed to anymore, the weight would creep up and creep up and creep up on me. And I didn't catch it until it was drastically further than I would have wanted to. So basically, the tool that I was using to listen to my body, because again, this was well before smartphones and smart watches and smart, I don't know, uh, scales and smart everythings. So the tool I used to use to check in daily with my body and see how it was functioning, I stopped using that tool. And then when I stopped using that tool, I quote unquote, sabotaged my own success, aka, I unfortunately gained a bunch of unnecessary weight that put me at being risk of pre-diabetic and a couple of other things. I was retaining water like a mofo. Um, my, um, like my hormones were all over the place. So I, I became disconnected from what worked for me in regards to maintaining a healthy weight and a healthy body. So another example would be money. One thing I've noticed, and this is actually kind of what sparked the episode a little bit, was 
that every time Ben and I have had massive growth, and I'm talking whether it was from a day job or a side hustle or a business that we had, every time we had massive growth, it will quote unquote be sabotaged when I just let the money go on autopilot. Now, there's a difference, at least in my belief, of putting money on autopilot and having really good systems that only let you, like that only make you check in, and I'm using air quotes here, but like check in, I don't know, once a week or once every two weeks or whatever, the, the time frame would work. So when I stopped checking in on everything once a week and taking, again, 10 freaking minutes, because my systems are so good, that all I needed to do was take 10 minutes to check in to see where we were at and click some things here and move some money over there just to make sure we kept on track. Every time I've stopped doing that, whether it was in a business or in our personal life, things have gotten off balance. We would either spend too much money in going out and not realize it, or we would be spending a disproportionate amount of money in gas and not realizing it, or we would start buying other random miscellaneous things and again, not realizing it. And all of that would be at the expense of hitting our own goals because we took our eye, quote unquote, off the ball. So instead of, again, using the tool that helped me create and maintain my success, which is, again, checking in on our money every single week for 10, let's say 20 minutes on the high end, I stopped using that tool because I felt like, oh, once I've gotten to this level, I can go ahead and just autopilot. Well, autopilot still means you have your hands on the the steering wheel. It doesn't mean you just ignore everything completely. So the third example that I want to kind of walk you guys through would be outsourcing. Now, I have a whole episode dedicated to outsourcing. So if this one speaks to you, then please, I don't unfortunately have the title. Actually, I will look. Um, But the episode I have on outsourcing is really, really, really good. I I pretty much I think I talked like 30, 40 minutes on it. So if you've never outsourced before, or if you are new at it, then this is going to be a good episode for you. So it's episode number 32, how delegating makes you more money. Um, I want to say that is the only, yes, that is the podcast episode that really goes into outsourcing. So that being said, if this speaks to you, listen to episode number 32 in the podcast archives. Um, But when it comes to outsourcing, Um, I have two different examples. So I've got the example of using outsourcing in my own day-to-day work. Um, Because again, I do have, I have a puppy snoring in the background and I've always joked that it's not a podcast episode without a puppy in the background. But I do have a traditional day job that I absolutely love and I don't want to leave anytime soon. So in that job, I'm a manager. I have a couple people underneath me. And in the past, I have always had the feedback that I do not delegate well. So I spent a whole year on delegating. And that was part of that episode of, you know, how I started delegating, why I started delegating, different ways I was delegating. Um, That's all in episode number 32. But what I wanted to point out in this sense is there's two different things that I've been doing that I noticed when, again, I stopped using the tools that made me successful. And I'm just like, oh, I don't need them anymore. Um, then things start to blow up in my face. I'm sabotaging myself. So outsourcing would be outsourcing at work. I have a tendency to go ahead and want things done a certain way, but not necessarily take the time to either train the person fully or 
correct, if I have trained that person, correct them when they get off of the path that I want them to. And part of that makes me, even saying it out loud makes me sound like a control freak. It's like, oh, you have to do it my way or the highway. It's not that. It's the matter of that the reason why I have a system or a structure or a a selling process or a follow-up process in place, it's because of years and years and years of feedback of doing this type of work. And over that and over the hundreds upon hundreds of customers I've worked with, I know what works. I know how to cater to my customers in a sense that makes them happy and does not make them feel overwhelmed and doesn't make it feel salesy so that we have this really good relationship so that I can build this level of trust. And then because I have this level of trust with them, they feel really comfortable buying from me or at minimum, they feel really comfortable with my recommendations and it makes the buying experience much pleasurable. So when I have an employee, because I have a couple new employees in my department, when I'm training them, you know, one of the things I've done in the past, um, and I actually caught myself on it today, is a new employee will come in, I'm training them on how to do X, Y, and Z, and they start doing it, no problem, ba-da-da-da-da, they're following my instructions, quote unquote, to the T, aka my structure, Um, and then eventually every person does this. They all try, whether they realize it or not, trying to put their own spin on something. Well, sometimes I think the spin is great and I actually implement it. And I always encourage everyone that works with me like, hey, if you can think of a better, faster, smarter, simpler way to do what I'm doing, I'm all ears. But if it's not better, faster, smarter, or simpler, like, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh. So I had someone working for me today And the guy has been doing a fantastic job of cleaning up a bunch of our shelves that we have because I have hundreds of thousands of dollars of parts sitting on shelves and it's organized in a certain way and a certain structure so we can find everything. So AKA, I don't stress out about managing two hundred, $300,000 in parts. Um, And if we need to sell it, we can sell it with ease. Well, he started moving on to another section for me that has not been, um, I call it just, which in reality means like gone through, reorganized, nice and tightened, make sure we have labels properly, make sure if we need to handwrite something, we handwrite it, make it again, easy, pretty and presentable to sell, even if it's on the back because it makes our job easier up front. Um, so while he was working on that project for me, what I had thought I explained was, hey, I'd like you to do this and do it X, Y, and Z way. And he said, okay, no problem. And then, I don't know, an hour and a half later, I'm like, wow, I wonder why this is taking him so long. Well, I have to put something in the back anyway. I'm gonna be in the area he's in, let me go take a peek. So I go in the back and I take a peek and he followed my instructions in one way. Um, But then, like I was saying earlier, he put his spin on it. And when he started to put his spin on it, like no joke, it was in regards to tires. We had three piles of tires on the floor around him and he has his hands on his hips and he's looking and he has the face of, hmm, how do I make this all fit in the space that it was fitting in? Because it's not gonna work. And so I looked, you know, I put my stuff down that I needed to. I looked at the tires and I'm like, hey, it looks like you're coming along pretty good. Um, but let me look at it real quick. And I look and then, you know, I took a second and I'm like, okay, let me not criticize. Let me see if his system is better. And I started looking at his system and I'm like, you know what? No, it's messy. It, it doesn't. Um, okay, so I'll give you even more information. So in regards to, and this is me super geeking out, but again, you'll appreciate it. The structure I have when it comes to organizing tires is that I have them not or only organized by size. Okay, so I've got this geeky thing when it comes to tires. 
I like to have all of my tires organized not only by size, but also if it's a front tire or a rear tire, or because the place I work at, we sell basically a bunch of different off-road and on-road stuff. I like to have it by category. So I have one rack, and again, I know this is super geeky, but bear with me, right? I have one rack, which is on-road sport bike tires. I have one rack, which is just dirt bike tires. And then I have another rack that is um, on-road heavier motor motorcycle tires. And then I have this little section for like our scooters and Bergmans and things like that. So with that being said, I have a specific structure as to quote unquote, what categories tires go in. And then from there, we organize it by size. So if I'm in the back and I need to pull a 180 55 17 for a sport bike tire which is a rear tire say i need to pull that i know exactly what rack to go i know what shelf to go and i know what order to look at all my tires in it is a thousand times simpler to look for that tire or even if it's a front tire on a motorcycle or if it's a rear tire on a dirt bike it doesn't matter it's a thousand times simpler to find that tire see if i have it see if i have multiples of it if i do give the customers options than trying to look by size and then see you know, do I have that particular type of tire in stock? So I'm looking and I'm standing back to see what the guy had done for me. And I look and, you know, again, I didn't want to criticize right off the bat because my thought was, okay, well, what if he came up with a better system than me? I looked and I was like, you know what? Um, it looks like you didn't quite understand what I was asking. Um, AKA, I looked at the system and I was like, you know what? No, this would be super messy if I had to try and sell a tire. So I told him, I'm like, you know, it looks like you quite didn't understand the, the system I have. Um, that's not a problem, easy peasy, we can fix it tomorrow, no big deal. And he started to kind of get a little upset and he's like, well, what do you mean? I followed it. And I'm like, no, I have a specific system and a specific structure and this is how I teach and this is how I sell. And we just have to go back and fix to that. I said, no problem, don't worry, I'm not stressed out about it, don't get upset, we'll just fix it and move on tomorrow. And then we started going on and talking about different things because it was closing time, so we started to do our closing procedures and I was like, hey, don't you have to do X, Y, and Z? You might wanna go ahead, you know, you can come back to this tomorrow, not a big deal. Now, where I would have in the past when I was outsourcing, and I consider that outsourcing, AKA if I'm having someone do something for me that I could be doing, but I'm not doing, it's outsourcing. It doesn't have to be all fancy, fancy, VA, blah, 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 right? So I had him doing things for me, AKA fixing my tires so that they could be properly organized so we could sell them easier and faster. And I don't have any, you know, inventory that gets stale or a tire that dry rots or any of that crap. So because I have a system and structure in place, a year ago or even six months ago, I would have kind of made some type of comment of, oh, well, that's kind of not what I wanted, but maybe I can work with it. And I would have just conceded. And then I would have used that system, been fucking miserable with it for two, three, four months, if I even lasted that long. And then I would have been like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna go in the back. I'm gonna reorganize all the tires how I want it because clearly I'm the only one that can do this and then waste all of this time when I should be out on the floor helping customers, tracking parts, um, selling to customers, being supportive to my staff, whatever the scenario is, I would have not stood up and said no. So today, and I wish I could tell you what prompted the no, um, I think part of it has just been the focus on trying to build on my previous success, not to literally start from scratch every single time. So I told the guy no today. And honestly, I was so proud of myself because it was such a snap thing to come out of my mouth of no, that's not the right system. Um, we'll fix it in the morning, life moves on. Um, and then when he started to kind of push back a little and try and have me 
modified to his system, I was like, no, that's not how I sell, that's not how I work, and that's not how I want it. So when I come to tell you guys and gals about sabotaging your own success, there comes a point where you have to stand up for yourself. And if you have a better way of doing something, even if it's better just for you, even if it doesn't make sense to me, but it's better for you, I would encourage you to figure out how to stand up and say, no, this is how I want it done. Or no, this is not whatever. Or no, let me show you the the X way. Um, the reason why I say that is because you have to trust in the ability of what you've done, the time you put into something, the effort you've put into something, your voice, your spin, your passion, your just hands-on knowledge. And so you're the one that has to benefit from this, but you're also the one that's going to hurt yourself if you decide not to speak up. So had I not spoken up, like I said, I would have wasted how many months and how many times going back and forth looking for tires because I was too afraid to hurt someone's feelings to say, no, your spin does not work. Um, another example would be for outsourcing um, is I have a girl, I've been using her on Fiverr. She's fucking amazing. I love her to pieces. Um, but I've been using her to help me take all of my old existing podcast content because again I'm on episode 39 at this point so taking all of that older content and converting it into video um basically taking the the title of the podcast making that an image and slapping the audio to it but quote unquote making it a video so that I can take it and I can upload it into Instagram or IGTV and I can upload it to YouTube so again I can fulfill what I feel is my duty to make getting this content to everyone easier. Some people just like me are super obsessed with listening to a podcast. Some people like to listen to my content in their email through a link. Some people like to listen on Instagram or Facebook. Some people like to listen on YouTube. So instead of saying, oh no, it has to be the podcast way or no way. Again, I was willing to bend to my customer to make it easier on them, having that good relationship. So I can be like, hey, I hear you people that love YouTube. You can get all my content on YouTube. No worries, you'll still have the same access to the show notes, the links, all the other existing and related content. I got you, boo. So because that has been the goal, I've been working with two different, um, I guess you could call them VAs through Fiverr. Again, they're super amazing. One of them I use to do a lot of my batch images, again, going backwards, creating um, my feature images. Um, she's helping me start uh, standardizing my journal prompts because one little thing that I've done, um, which I'm super obsessed with, is I'm starting to take all of my journal prompts and all of my, my quotes and content like that and okay so again super side tangent but bear with me and this will go back to outsourcing in a second so one thing I loved um and this is years and years ago Danielle Laporte used to have a core desire feelings um content library on her website and every couple of months they would add a new core desire feeling and they would attach to it this gorgeous fucking amazing image and then it would have her little logo at the bottom and I, again, I've, I've talked about the Desire Map book, and if you want to look at all the other books I recommend, um, there's a link on my website. It's called Books I Love. Um, you can always check out all of my books because, again, I'm trying to make it easier for you to have access to what I've done. So I was going through her Core Desire Feelings book, um, which was called the, Des it's 
is called the desire map book. I was going through that. I started figuring out what quarters are feelings I wanted. And then from there, she had them on her website and they were gorgeous resolution, phenomenal fucking pictures. So what I used to do is I would download my three, four, five core desire feelings. I would save them as a wallpaper on my computer, whether I was at work or at home, and I would have it rotate. So it could, again, constantly remind me of where I wanted to go. So I could quote unquote stop sabotaging myself in regards to, I don't even know how I want to feel let alone what I want to do with those feelings. So she had this gorgeous content library and over the years it has disappeared from her website. And now I'm, I have not reached out to her team and said, Hey, did you guys just move it into a place I can't find? But part of me is like, well, you know, she's clearly, um, now releasing different courses and different content, different material. So she's kind of moved away from that a little bit, but there's still times that I wish I could go back and very easily find that, um, core desire feeling photo. It was this, it's, of a girl she's in like a bikini um she's in the middle of the ocean she's clearly i don't know 10 20 30 feet deep she's um free diving because she doesn't have a tank on her or like a scuba tank or anything like that you just see the the back of you see her back um and it's just her and it's blue water everywhere and she's floating in the or free dive floating in the middle of the ocean and it says expansive and i've loved that photo forever because it always spoke to me so what I decided to do is I started to um, work with my two different VAs. And then one of them, again, she's helping me create all my images, standardize them so that they look the same. You kind of can tell like, oh, that's a Margaret Stevens image. That's a Maggie image. That's a Clear the Clutter podcast image. So she's helping me standardize all of that. But the whole purpose of that is to take that content and then avail eventually upload all of it actually to Pinterest so that it can live forever in Pinterest. And again, make it super easy for people to find my work. So if it's a year from now, four years from now, 10 years from now, assuming Pinterest still exists, and if it doesn't, I'll take it all down and put it on my website beforehand, but I'll make it easier for people to find my work consistently. So I'm going back to outsourcing and the VEA and sabotaging. So my other, well, my first VA chick, uh, or girl, I shouldn't call her a chick. My first VA girl, she's helping me standardize the photos. And there was a couple little things. Again, she did 80% of it right, but she missed one or two or three steps. And I had to go back and say, no, clearly, you know, can you please fix A and B because those two pieces are missing. And it doesn't matter that it was an honest mistake and it took five minutes. There has to be a point where you stop, where you stop and stand up and say, no, you missed this. You did this wrong. You did that wrong. And not feel like you're this worst person ever. And the reason why I used to do that, or I hated doing that, I should say, is because I felt so guilty. I was like, oh my God, I'm such a bitch because I'm telling someone how to do something. I sound so bougie. I sound so rude. I sound so heartless. And that wasn't the case. You can still come across with saying no with love. So, you know, I finally got her quote unquote trained on how I like to have my content created. How I like to have it systematic. Um, for example, again, super geeky, but all, all, all of my images, I love in my image to have my website name, my Clear the Clutter podcast, and then whatever the title of it's whatever is going on. So if it's a podcast episode, podcast episode number one, two, three, four, five, and then the title of the podcast episode, or if it's a journal prompt, journal prompt from episode one, two, three, and then the title, and then, you know, again, the certain specific structure. I love it because, again, if someone were to go Google six years from now, um, episode number 32, outsourcing Margaret Stevens, you know, maybe my blog might not come up on the first thing on Google because I refuse to pay a million dollars to Google, but they can very easily find my podcast image. So 
Because of that, I had to work with her on outsourcing. And instead of saying, no, I'll just do it or I'll just fix it or thank you so much and still go behind her back and fix all of it, I had to tell her, no, hey, can you go ahead and fix this for me? Same thing with my other girl um, that is doing my VA work in regards to taking my images or my audios and turning them into videos. I had to do the same thing. Say, hey, no, can you do it this way? You missed one, you know, these two steps. So the reason why I kind of focused a lot on this portion of the episode on outsourcing is because the whole point of this would be you event you find the system well you f- you figure out what your desire is so my desire would be to make it super fucking easy for people to find my content because I now believe that it is safe to be seen online so and I eventually want to one day transition to make this my full-time career and grow my income and be able to grow our family and so on and so forth. Um, but in the meantime, until that is a reality and until I stop loving what I'm doing, I want to make it super easy on me, but also super easy on you guys and gals to find my content wherever the fuck it's at. So because I have developed a system and a structure on how I like that to happen, I've now started outsourcing that, hence the whole, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes on outsourcing. But when you start to outsource these things, whether it is talking about money, talking about health, talking about business or working for someone or working for yourself, any of that, um, you have to be able to say what is okay, what's not okay. And then when someone changes your structure and you don't like it, you have to stand up for yourself and say, hey, no, you did it wrong. Let me show you how I want it done instead without apology, without feeling guilty, without feeling ashamed, and also without not telling them and then going behind their back, which I used to do, and then just fix it and then get pissed off. Um, a lot of that, when you, when you're, when you're strong in your, your faith and your belief in regards to your structure, you're not going to sabotage yourself. And I keep going back to sabotaging. So let's relate all of this to sabotaging the money, the outsourcing, my weight, all of that jazz, right? How does that relate to sabotaging yourself? Well, the reason why it's sabotaging is because you, you, me, we, whoever's, right? Person X found a system. Let's think of it this way. Person X goes and builds a business. Person X finds a system and a structure to service all of their clients in a way that makes her happy and her clients happy. Person X decides to hire more people on to help support this growing business. Person X teaches her employees how to do said structures so that they're still continuously supporting her clients in a way that she wants but her employees decide not to do it person x suffers and customers suffer everyone suffers no one's happy so what that person did in the example is she sabotaged her own success because she had a system she had a structure that was working for her clearly in a sense that it was working for her and what she liked to do and it was also working for the people that were giving her money and then instead of telling her employees hey no you're doing this wrong let me show you a different way to do it she just didn't do anything and that's where you sabotage because like the eat let me re let me go into this even deeper. Let's go into let's go back into money. So the easiest way you can fuck yourself over is by doing the same thing over and over again. That whole like what it, I don't even remember the phrase. I'm going to butcher it. Um but like shame me once or fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on no. Fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. You've got that phrase or, you know, the whole brick wall of like, why would you repeat the same mistakes and expect a different result? All of those things, all of that relates to sabotaging. So 
I continue to go back to the premise of if you have finally finally found a system or a structure um, that is working for you, it's so incredibly easy to get cocky and say, well, I've evolved to the point where I don't need to do this work anymore. And instead of getting cocky and saying, hey, I don't need to do this shit anymore. I'm so badass that blah, 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 blah. That may be true, but it also may be true that you just need to do a modified version of it. Maybe you need to actually outsource that work and then just check that the outsourced work is being done correctly. Maybe that means you need to continue to use the systems or tools that you have in place and make, again, make sure that, you know, it's, it's easy to do that because, you know, what did I lose when I stopped recording my weight? Again, I, I gained weight that was unnecessary and unhealthy for me and my body. But at the same time, what did I gain? What, 10 seconds back in my day? What did I get to do? Scroll on Instagram or Facebook for, you know, those 10 more seconds? So like, it didn't cost me anything, basically, but it cost me so much at the same time. So even the same thing with money. Um, I've been very open and honest. I actually just recorded, um, what is it? I just recorded... I just finished up one of my courses for my bonuses for the Drop Your Money Struggle um, content bundle and then the Becoming a Wealthy Woman content bundle. I just finished all three episodes, got them uploaded, got the portal created, got the pages created, all of it's there so that anyone that is part of either one of those bundles has access to all the videos whenever they want, wherever they want, doesn't matter. So I recorded that content and then I actually created and I'm in the process of finishing the back structure of another course that has been on my heart and on my mind. But the way and reason why I was able to do all of this stuff is because I uh, I was talking about this in one of the videos actually. Um, I think it was like two weeks ago I went uh, shopping, which I normally never take myself on the, like a shopping afternoon. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go. It hasn't, it's been forever since I've done that, but I was specifically looking for a certain type of journal that had a certain picture on it. I was at Barnes and Noble, found the journal. It's of, um, it's of the Paris Eiffel Tower and it's got like the soft pink background and the journal folds flat and it's all spirally and it's nice and big and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, I obsessed about it and I loved it and I've been looking for this style of journal for like a month and a half so when I found it I probably in a store full of nerds was the geekiest person there but the reason why I'm talking about the journal and all of that is because Ben has been expressing that he wants to grow I want more not for the sake of being flashy or greedy or anything like that. I want more just because I want more. I want to put myself on the edge. I want to grow. And so one thing that has always, and I always, 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 always can't stress it enough. I should tattoo it on my forehead. The one thing that has always worked for me is whenever I want to grow my money to its next level or become that wealthier woman, become the this, become the that, whenever it has to do with money, I always stop go back to one of Amanda Francis's courses, which everyone is calling to me at that time because I own probably about half of them at this point, or right now I'm going through her book. But what I do is I go and I do the journal prompts and I do the journal prompts again from a different level of, okay, this is where I'm at now and this is where I want to grow. So where I could sabotage myself is I could be like, well, 
I don't need to do the journal prompts anymore. I don't need to do her drop the money struggle course anymore. I'm, I've evolved past that. I am so much better than that. I've done the course three times already. So clearly that means I don't have to do it again. That is so like not incredibly true. And I learned that because I started to do some of the self sabotage things when it came to our money and our time because I thought I didn't need the tools anymore because it was my ego kicking in. My ego was like, well, you don't need the tools. You've already done the tools. Why do you have to use the tools over and over? again my answer to my own ego should have been because these tools are timeless because these tools help me get where I am today so why would I discard them I'm only 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 and I'm doing all the crazy Puerto Rican hands here behind the podcast or behind the microphone but I'm only interested in timeless work timeless skills timeless content timeless books so why would something that worked for me a year ago two years ago three years ago not work for me today it got me where I am today literally like figuratively and literally so why would that course the drop the money struggle course which I think probably wasn't my first course I bought from Amanda but it was maybe my second or my third course I bought from her and I've done like legit I've done that course three times and every single time I've done it our income has grown our money troubles have quote-unquote fixed or resolved themselves um I, I felt more ease and more grace around money so because I've had all those results why wouldn't I want to use the same tool to get the same results but just at a different level same thing with the book I love the book it's an amazing book there's a lot of journal prompts in it and I'm not gonna lie I felt a teeny bit overwhelming so I was like you know what let's break it down let's do exactly how I've done all of her courses let's do the same thing with the book I'll get my journal I'll write my chapter I'll write the date because I love to do that um just so I can go back and be like look how much I've grown cool thing super side tangent to a side tangent super cool thing to do is if you are a journaler to be able to go back a year two years six months eight months whatever go back at any time frame in one of your journals and see how much you've grown I love doing that so you know why wouldn't I take her book and why wouldn't I go and um you know journal everything out from start to finish and do a little bit at a time. That's what I've done with every single one of her courses, which has gotten me to the levels of of success that I'm at today. I haven't tried to take her 10 module course and do it all in a day and then freak out and die and never absorb anything. No, sometimes it would take me a whole week to get through a video and I was okay with that. A, because that's how I did my kind of did my bachelor's is I did a little chunk at a time. Um, yes, I f still finished in the same amount of time frame, but I'm talking about like my day. So sometimes I would, um, you know, just like in Amanda's course, I would do this in my bachelor's. I would do a little bit of work in the morning. I would do a little bit more work at lunchtime. And then I would kind of wrap everything up in the night and do a little bit more work there because that seemed, again, to be my system that works so that I could retain the information. So if I want to stop sabotaging myself around money, my answer always is going to be my default, which is go back through Amanda's course. Go back through the area that you seem to be struggling. Are you struggling with having an overflow of money and wealth and feeling like a fraud sometimes? Okay, cool. Go do her wealthy woman course. Are you feeling like you're starting to repeat some of the most basic mistakes that you used to do 10 years ago? Okay, cool. Go do her drop the money struggle course are you trying to fix x y and z okay cool go do her money mentality makeover course so I have the tools, I have the systems, I have the structures in place and to not sabotage myself, I'm actually gonna go back and use them and tell my ego again that, hey, this is how I got here, so why wouldn't I use that tool? 
It's like brushing, I don't know, it's like brushing your teeth. Yeah, your teeth are clean and they clearly don't fall out and blah, 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 blah. So why wouldn't you brush your teeth every day? Or why wouldn't you take a shower every day? Or why wouldn't you wash your clothes every, or, you know, once a week or whatever your cycle is? Like some, you know, some things we, we delude ourselves and it's just so laughable when you step back and you think about it. If brushing my teeth or whatever you want to call it is my version of going through Amanda's course and that helps brushes my money's teeth so that I, I get rid of all the plaque and you know I I grow and I can evolve to that next level of where Ben and I want to hit why wouldn't I quote unquote brush my teeth using Amanda's course why wouldn't I go through her book and journal out all those prompts why wouldn't I why wouldn't I why wouldn't I if I'm willing to brush my teeth and take a shower every single day and wash our clothes and sweep our floors and do all of that stuff why am I not willing to do the other level of maintenance and sometimes my answer would be ego and the other times would be that it can feel a little overwhelming that oh my god I have to do this again I thought I evolved past that well my answer would be just because you're doing it again doesn't mean you're not doing it it at a much higher level, much higher vibe, frequency, whatever, um, than you were the time ago. So once I'm done with Amanda's book, I'm going, well, actually, I'm probably going to just pause the book for a moment. Um, I'm going to go through Amanda's 10 uh, module, um, 10 module course on drop your money struggle. And last time, I think it took me like six months because it was so there was so much I wanted to absorb and assimilate and like enact. So last time it took me like legit six months to go through the course, but that was also, I don't know, maybe three years ago. And then the time after that, it took a little less. Time after that, it took a little less. Now this is probably gonna be the fourth time I've gone through the course. It's probably gonna take me a week. So, okay, why would I turn away changing bad habits or, or strengthening good habits if I can do it in a week, you know, it, it, it's nowhere near the amount of time. Like, again, I go back to, okay, what does that mean? Less time scrolling on Facebook? Oh, horrors forbid. Like, Facebook's probably gonna cry, but that's it. Less time scrolling on Instagram? Oh, God, whatevs. Less time, go you know, goofing off and pinning, um, you know, pictures about Paris on Pinterest? Okay. So that has to, quote unquote, suffer a little bit. But I can go, I can change my money mindset. I can take care of an issue because I have a system in place that works. And then a week from now, when I've gone through the, the 10 module bundle, I can be like, cool, I'm done. And let's go back to scrolling on Facebook and pinning stuff on Pinterest. So my, my point of all of this is if you have a system in place, I would like you to go ahead and recognize what system you have in place. And of course, again, if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, this is where we're going to dive into the journal prompts. If this is your first time listening to me, um, I do have, I, and I always do this, I have all my journal prompts on the show page. So regardless of what platform you're listening to, you can go to margaretstevens.co, you can type in either the episode number or the episode title, and you can go um, look at the blog post and you can see all the journal prompts again hopefully sometime in the near future I'll have all the journal prompts as well on a special folder in Pinterest that you'll have access to but don't worry depending on what where you're listening or how you're listening either answer out loud or if you want to go back you can always use again the show notes to kind of go back and do the work because um, I always always will recommend if you want to actually have the result you want you've got to do the work you can't just like half-ass it so that being said the first journal problem 
would be, what cycle do you keep repeating? So I gave you the example of my weight, my money, um, of how sometimes I'll sabotage that and then outsourcing. So what would be that type of thing for you? What thing are you actually, what cycle are you repeating? And then journal prompt number two would be, what is the action that you keep repeating from that cycle? So for me, again, I I talked about it, but my action that I'm repeating from all these cycles was, I feel like I get to a place of maintenance and then I don't have to go and check in anymore. Instead of realizing that my maintenance level is so awesome and badass that I can check in an intense amount of the time and do the same level of work. So what would be the action that you keep doing that keeps this cycle perpetuating? Um, Journal prompt number three would be, What would it look like if you did that aligned with your goal, even if it scared you? So basically what I'm trying to say is if you broke your cycle, let's see, let's, hmm, let me rephrase that. I want you to go ahead and make sure that what you're trying to do is aligned with your end goal. So maybe the reason why I would sabotage my money or my weight or outsourcing is because I was afraid that I couldn't handle that level of success. Well, if it aligns my with my end goal of creating more spaciousness, more freedom, helping more people, getting out to the podcast more consistently, then it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be scared. So that's what that question is trying to ask for you. You know, does what you're trying to do align with your end goal? And if it does, it's okay to be afraid because there's a point behind all of it. And then the next journal prompt would be, I think this is number what? One, two, three, four. This is journal prompt number four. How can you get out of your own way? So again, I've used this example throughout all of the episode, all 40 plus minutes of it at this point. But you know, one thing I can do is I can always record my weight. I can go and spend 10 minutes every single week uh, just checking on our money, making sure it's doing what we want it to do. I can go ahead and be very, very clear with love about why I want something done a certain way I want it done. What things can you do to get out of your own way? What are What are the triggers that you need to implement to be like, nope, we need to stop. We need to correct this. Let's fix it. And then your last journal prompt is going to be journal prompt number five is why are you doing all of this in the first place? So why are you trying to become better? Why are you trying to fix your money, fix your outsourcing, fix your weight? Well, my reasoning would be because I would like to have a healthier body so I can be around for a really fucking long time. Um, I want to be healthier for my family, for myself, um, and that's, that's enough. And the other part of it would be, I want to outsource so that we can grow our department so I can grow my podcast company. I want to go ahead and, you know, focus on clearing up my money. So that again, like I've talked about on social media, I can go ahead and do Amanda's VIP day one day and have the money literally sitting there. So the moment she posts it, I can hit buy, I can hit print, I can buy my plane ticket, book my hotel and boom, 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 be done. I want to have all of that in place so I can have this spacious life but if I don't know what my goal is aka the spacious life where I have a super successful podcast company and you know online education company where I don't have a spacious life where I have the ability and flexibility to travel where I don't have a a super healthy body that can take care of me just as much as I take care of it if I'm not doing all of that if that's not on my end goal well none of this has a purpose or has a point so sometimes you might need to drop something and be like you know what I used to do x but there really was no point in it so screw it let's drop that and let's focus on something that actually matters that would be kind of the purpose of journal prompt number five so with that being said let's stop sabotaging your own success um and let me hear from you. Tell me what you think. What are you sabotaging? What are you fixing? How are you breaking the cycle? Um, because 
because you're worth it, because there's no need to use your ego to hold yourself back. It's okay to grow. It's safe to grow. And why not? All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Have a burning question for me? Want that link I was talking about? Get access to all the resources and links that were mentioned in this episode and others over at margaretstevens.co. And if you haven't, don't forget to sign up for my VIP list where I share special bonuses, pre-launch coupon codes, and advice I don't share anywhere else. Thanks for listening.